Hey you, have you ever followed a strategy for business growth only to feel stuck? I get it. If you don't know my story, you should, because I haven't always had the success I have today. I had only once dreamed of photographing the fashion, designs, and people I'm paid to photograph today. I come from humble beginnings. I began my career as a 19-year-old, single mom, broke, and in college. I made a lot of guesses and mistakes along the way. I struggled for years to attract clients that would pay higher prices and dreamed of photographing high-end fashion designs and stunning venues. I wanted more. So I became obsessed with figuring out how, and I did. I created a process that changed everything. And since 2015, this process has been proven and tested by hundreds of photographers just like you. It works. I've refined it over the years and I've decided to teach it to you for free. Yep, for free. I've taken the past 15 years of experience and I've boiled it down into one training. I'm calling it the four secrets to your wildly profitable photography business. And for a limited time, it's available to you for free. <laughs> Get in there and access all of the gold because if you are ready to stand out from the crowd, book dream clients with predictability and scale to 10,000 to 25,000 K months, click the link in the description because it won't be available for long. And I'll see you in class. Welcome to the Marissa Morrison Show, where you'll discover your inner power to create the life you desire. I'm Marissa, and I began my business as a 19-year-old, single mom, broke, and in college. Today, I run a seven-figure business that teaches entrepreneurs how they can have it all without the frustration and overwhelm. Abundance, peace, joy, and overflowing love are available to you. And I'm here to show you the way to a richer, more vibrant life that radiates into your business, bringing you higher profits and profound fulfillment. You see, when you connect with the miracle that is you, you become an unstoppable force that doesn't need to push for success. Consider this an invitation to step into a new world of possibilities, empowering perspectives, and radical breakthroughs. Buckle up and get ready to see the world around you in an entirely new light. This is your life, and you don't need to wait to experience your dreams. It all starts now. I'm so excited to share that I have something brand new for you. It's a new series empowering you to discover your own version of success. You see, we often view success as a linear path. Most of us were raised to believe that there's only one path. But the path to success looks different for everyone. In fact, at one point in my own journey, my family thought I was failing. And to be honest, I did too. But I wasn't. I was on my way to a life beyond my wildest dreams. And over the coming months, I'll be sharing heart-to-heart conversations with previous students of mine that have also carved their own path to success. To be honest, some of these were recorded last year, and I've been keeping them secret until the perfect time, which is right now. My hope for you is that you come to see that you are right where you need to be and that you are not alone. These remarkable women share the struggles they faced along the way, and I'd bet that you've faced a few of the same challenges too. Through their vulnerable stories, you'll gain insight on what it takes to build a business and life you love. And above all, 
you'll be empowered to create your very own version of success. Welcome to the Photography Business Interview Series. Christina Stye began her journey in 2016 while living in South Korea with her husband, Jamal. With the desire to capture the adventure ahead, they purchased their first professional camera, the Nikon D7500, and quickly developed a passion for this avenue of creativity. Jamal began to explore cinematography, while Christina devoted her efforts to photography. Through much commitment, their photography business began to flourish, so much so that Christina was able to leave her full-time position as an architect associate so that she could go full steam ahead into her full-time photography career in 2020. Today, they are thriving in their love for the arts while balancing what matters most, their family and two children. They are an inspiring example that you can carve your own path in this industry and that your dreams are possible. Christina is a light, a joy, a gift, and a wealth of knowledge. She's here to share the truth of what it took to get her to where she is today. Welcome to the show, Christina. Hey, Marissa. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. I'm so excited for our conversation today and to dive deep into your journey, which begins in South Korea. So take us back to that adventure. Yes. So why were y'all there in the first place? So at the time, Jamal was working in Houston in oil and gas, and he was kind of in a transition period. It's when the gas prices were going crazy. They were laying people off. He was in a position where they were saying, well, nobody really wants to take this job in Korea. Do you want it? So he was like, it's either that and like take the chances of getting laid off. So he was like, let's just do it. And so he took the job. I was still working in architecture, but my firm was they were lenient with me. They was like, well, when you come back, you'll have a job. So I was like, let's just do it. So it worked out for us. And in that same breath, it was like, well, this opportunity that, you know, I don't know, we'll get back again. At that time, we hadn't traveled out of the country. So it was like, we got to take pictures. And we purchased our first camera before we left. Uh, didn't know how to use it, but we got it. And Jamal was like, well, we got to get something decent, something more professional. It can't be like iPhone pictures because he's that kind of guy. So we purchased our first camera. We moved to Korea and the scenery, the views, everything was beautiful. And Jamal, being the tech guy he is, he learned all the settings. He learned what the settings mean, how to use them. And so I was like his visionary. So when we take pictures, I say, well, Jamal, just kind of. You know, I'll be peeking over his shoulder, what he's getting, and I'll say, Jamal, why don't you just ask her to do this or do that? And so he kind of got a little frustrated. He was like, this is not fun for me, so I'm going to teach you how to use the camera. And so he taught me how to use the camera, and I think it was a mother and daughter shoot we did, and that was the first shoot I ever did. And I was nervous. I was shy. I was a real introvert because I didn't want to talk to people. And I kind of was trying to give direction and everything. And I wasn't confident using the camera in the settings. I was more confident in Jamal than I was myself. But after, like, I started doing it more and more, I started to learn the camera. And that's kind of how we started our love and passion for photography. We would shoot families. That was a language barrier. We even found a modeling company or, like, this site. So a lot of uh, people were kind of like trying to get in the modeling world or would like take pictures for, you know, some money. And we're like, hey, 
you know, can we reach out? And we found a way to communicate, even though the people that we hired did not speak English, we were able to communicate in a way to where we still got results that we were looking for. So it was a learning experience and it kind of helped us when we moved back and got more and more clients to be a little bit more confident in, in our abilities when we started our business. So that's kind of how we got started. That's amazing. Yeah. In South Korea with a language barrier in place and kind of having to overcome that. Yes, it was scary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's scary when you speak the same language. (laughs) I know, right? Um, Seriously. Yeah. And so a lot of times we'll get like blank stares because like, I don't know what you asked me to do. So I would have to move Mm -hmm. a lot behind the camera and like tell them how to pose and like, well, you know, yeah, like, like and, the body language. Yeah, yeah. And, and once I saw it, you know, I'll just be like, you know, like, yeah. good. And, and we would communicate. Even one model, she spoke a little English and, like, her story was great. You know, she's pursuing modeling and the dress she had on, I think her auntie made it for her just to help her pursue this passion and stuff. So, like, you know, just getting to know people outside of my culture and outside of my comfort zone, you see that we all have similar stories. Like yeah. we're all the same. And that made it even easier to approach people that I've never met and try and talk to them because I'm like, at the end of the day, we all dealing with something that's similar, you know? So that helped us with that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So how, okay, so in South Korea, how long did were you guys there for? We were there for almost a year, maybe close to one full year. I got pregnant in Korea. Oh, I love it. Yes. And so I did not want to have my baby in Korea. So I was like, Jamal, we got to figure out how you're going to get out of this because I'm not staying. Yeah, Um, I got to have the family. Yes. So luckily, his job made a way to where he can transition out of that position. And it was for the best. I found out I was pregnant when I went to see the doctor. And of course, like I say, there's a language barrier. So... The doctor told me, he was like, oh, yeah, uh, you have a tumor. And, yeah, there's a baby in there. And I'm like, okay, a tumor. That's all I'm hearing. I'm like, okay, thank you for the baby. But, like, what is this? And he was like, oh, no, it's normal. Don't worry about it. And so I'm like, I need to get to, like, a doctor that I can communicate with and feel a little bit more comfortable. Turned out it was fibroids. That is normal. But just having a doctor that I can talk to and communicate with it. Turned out good. It was a lot of heels. We didn't have cars. I was walking. And so that was that was hard. I was passing out because I wasn't eating yeah. enough, you know. So I had to get back home. But it all turned out well. I was five months pregnant Wow. on our way back to the States. And, yeah, life happened. And it was a journey. But I wouldn't change it at yeah. all. It was, like, perfect now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah, it developed you, I'm sure, in so many ways. Just yeah. that experience of being there and just having to, you know, be a new mom. Yeah. You know, not yet, but in, in spirit, you know, yes. and man. Yeah, like being pregnant for the first time and like having to tell your family across the world, like, hey, you know, sending them pictures and like hearing them scream over the phone. It, it was a good moment. You know, first grandchild, first grandbaby, I'm the baby of the family. So they were excited about it. And so I was like, I need to get back to them. Yeah. You know, at least close enough. 
So we made it work, and here we are. Yep, have my baby in the states. So I love I it. it. Yes. <laughs> so, did you know at that time that you wanted to make your photography a career? Did you like? At what point did you guys get the LLC and sort of yeah. begin that journey? So we got the LLC while we was in Korea. Um, oh, awesome! Financially, it just we were able to do a lot. Probably mismanaged some money, but we got some new gear and uh, we started the LLC and. We knew that we wanted to be able to do it, but we wanted, we was trying to do it, you know, with the business name, mm-hmm. but we did not know we wanted to do it full time. To us, it was going to be like extra income, something fun to do. Yeah. And so we did get a business LLC, but it wasn't for the purpose of going full time. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to the States, yeah. had the little one. I'm sure for a while your focuses were kind of shifted, yeah. you know, and rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. Kind of picked me up from that point yeah. with your career, having a baby and like, h- how did that all go? Like, were you doing it while you were pregnant still or um, did you wait till after you had your little one? We still were shooting while I was pregnant. And I'm trying to remember, I think we did my first wedding I was pregnant. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a transition for sure because when we got home, Jamal did get laid off in Houston. And so we had to move back to Baton Rouge, which was probably one of the best things that could happen. And so I was able to have the support of my family. It was after Araya was born. So no, I was not pregnant, but I was a new mom. And so we stayed with her for six months while we transitioned, trying to find a new house, sell the old house. All of that. So while we're doing this, we're trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do with this business? I'm staying at my mom's house. I had a new baby. It's kind of like, what am I going to do? Now I have to find a new job. Jamal have to find a new job, you know, and now that we move back. So it was a big transition, but we were still trying to book and kind of get our name out there. I can honestly say at the time, I did not have a style. I didn't like my work. Like when you start, you kind of like putting your work up against other people and you're like, "Mm, if they like it, I like it, you know? And so that's kind of where we were. And then I think that's when me and you kind of contacted because I know I was staying at my parents' house. Yeah. But yeah, we did have a wedding. And after that first wedding, Jamal and I was was like, we're not doing weddings. Like (laughs) (laughs) I was was like, I don't know what we were thinking, but... Mm-mm. Not doing a wedding again, but we didn't know what we knew now. I think we charged them two thousand. That was for photo and video. Oh wow! Yes, video was five hundred, and photos were fifteen hundred. Yeah, I think the photos they turned out good, but you know, you go back and you be like, mm. oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's my first wedding, and so we're trying to crank out a video. And do photos. It's the first time with me dealing with like crowds of people, you know, people looking for me for direction. And I was like, nah, this is stressing <laughs> me out. <laughs> and then I, you know, and then I wasn't a hundred percent like happy with the gallery. You know, you kind of question yourself. And at that time, I was like, no, we're not doing this. We're just gonna book some families and go from there. We really didn't know who we were as photographers and videographers at that point. Yeah, you just had the passion. Yeah. 
Yeah. And wedding, man, if if it's your first time, it is terrifying. Oh my goodness. It's like thrilling in a sense, but it's also kind of like and it also depends on the client and the personalities yeah. and that element too. But I know with video, that's another world in itself. Yes. I mean, that alone for the first, and then you guys doing it together as a couple and managing that yeah. emotionally together and like the client's expectation. I can just see oh it. Oh my you goodness. Know? Like the client. And a new baby. Yes. <laughs> the clients, they were really nice. They just was like, whatever you tell me to do kind of thing. But then I'm like, okay, so now all the pressure is on us. And even Jamal, he just had his camera. But, you know, now now that he's like, he knows so much more. Audio, we didn't have any assistance, no second shooters. You know, he wasn't thinking about any of that. It was just like a really nice wedding music video with like, <laughs> <laughs> with like a gallery of pictures and stuff. But we have developed a lot. But it was, it was scary for me because, like I said, I wasn't the type to like, approach people and talk to people but I have to tell the bridesmaids like okay you guys it's time to go do this and all right it's time to go do that everybody ready you know instead of just like sitting like a fly on the wall taking pictures but it really helped me you know now but yeah first weddings are scary but you gotta you gotta do it (laughs) you gotta do one yeah, sometimes yeah. it's like being in the uncomfortable scenarios that mm-hmm. really brings you into a place of courage, knowing yeah. you can do it. Yes. Yeah. I've had a lot of those moments. What really, <laughs> what really interests me is the fact that you guys were in Korea. You got some clients there. You started building a little bit of a portfolio. Yeah. You had a huge life change, a little yeah. bit of a scare at the same time. Like emotionally, I can only imagine yeah. like being told it's a tumor and then having to be miles and miles away, a mm-hmm. totally different country. And then you come back and then, whoa, you have clients and your first wedding. That's remarkable to me that through all of that, you came here and still were able to get clients. So yeah. how was that happening? Were those friends, family members? Yeah. What were some of those? How did you get some of those first clients? So I would say the family sessions is more like friends and family. You know, I would reach out to them and social media, I'll post things and be like, oh, you know. I want to do a family session kind of thing. And, you know, I'm so grateful for those people who, like, saw something in me to even, like, invest in our business. So we'll do friends and family. For the wedding, it was a friend of Jamal's. The client was from out of state, but they were getting married in New Orleans. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, my friend, he does photo and video. And they were like, okay. And they booked us just off of word of mouth. So that's how we got our first wedding. But everything else was social media and friends. And while I was in Korea, I was studying like Photoshop and editing. So some things are a little bit over processed and edited, but some of the clients that I booked, they liked that. Yeah. Um, so I was even doing, I did like two book covers and, oh, cool. you know, some business type headshots, stuff like that. And, you know, with those, they do want to look their best. So I was able to edit them in a way that they liked it. So it kind of put my foot in the door there. So, yeah. Did you have a website at this time? I didn't have a website. Just pure, I bet, it, I don't even know. Like, was there Instagram? Yeah, there was Instagram? it was just Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think Photoshop has ever been like my wheelhouse. For me, it was Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So if you scroll all the way down to my Instagram, you'll see a few of some of my, earlier like non-wedding stuff but Instagram 
Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. I know photographers who are just getting started, you know, that's the thing is how do I get clients? And oh, yeah. that's it's like I said, you amazed me. You got you were in South Korea <laughs> coming here and having a baby and you still were getting yeah. clients. So now, awesome. one thing we did do, Jamal's old Instagram, he had a lot of, not a lot of, like, I don't know what's considered a lot, but he had, we didn't have to start from scratch. We turned that page into a business page, which already had people like friends and family that was following us. And then they can see what we were doing. And that kind of helped put the word out because they were already on our page. Yeah. And so we transitioned that page into a business page and invited everybody from Facebook to follow, you know, this page. And so some people supported and that helped us get that word out. That is awesome. Yeah. That's smart. I feel like that comes up often too. It's Mm -hmm. like with Instagram, if you have a personal account, like for me, you know, there was a long time there were. If I was doing it, it was business. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what happened from that point on? You know, I know now you love weddings and we'll get into the passion you have now for fashion. But what what point were you like, okay, I'll I'll give it a go? Or when did you find the love for weddings? Okay. So I would say is when I met you. So like our mutual friends the assignments uh, mm-hmm. and I met his wife at the gym and at that time Jamal was learning video so he was on the YouTube trail he was looking at all the things and he wanted to reach out to people who was like in that same field and Chris kind of came into the picture because I was talking to her and she was like yeah he works at Healing Place at that time we weren't going to that church and so we visited just for that fact because they was like well Maybe you can volunteer there as a camera operator. Mm-hmm. And so that relationship developed and kind of got us started. And then they showed me your work. And I was like, who is this? I was like, this is beautiful. You know, like, I want to shoot this. Like, this the weddings, you know? And so after that, he was like, yeah, she got a course. Or I don't know if you had the course then or like mentoring or something. But I reached out and we got on our phone call. And I'm telling you, at that time, I was like, you know, I was kind (laughs) of like, I don't think I'm going to do this. But like talking to you, I saw that it was possible to make this happen. So I did my first like little editorial type thing and I found some models and some dresses. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. And we went down, you know, to the park, to the Capitol and you met me there. I kind of could see how you moved them and how you shot and like the things that you saw through the camera. And so that helped me. And I was like, well, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. You know, so I tried to pull those things into the wedding and kind of change my mind frame of like, you can't actually have fun shooting weddings. You don't have to just be like a workhorse and push out, you know, all these photos. You can actually find some creativity in what you're doing. And I could say after talking to you and you kind of looked at my portfolio, I still remember like the one thing you was like composition. And I was like, you know what, she right. You know, like think about different compositions, different angles, how you're feeling a frame. And I'm like, wow, okay. And then I started to, to bring those things in. I started to like my photos even more. And so I think that's what made me decide like, I'm going to do weddings because they are beautiful. And then once I started doing them and I started thinking about like the moment that these people are in, I get to tell their story for them, mm-hmm. you know, and when they get their photos back, they're using my photos to tell the story of their day. 
and that's going to last forever. And so like getting just emotionally involved with people and telling their stories is like the biggest day. Like, I'm like, this is kind of cool, you know? So I kind of changed the way I thought about it and it made me want to do it more. And so every wedding that I did from then on, they weren't my dream weddings, but the people were nice. I did my best to make it look as beautiful as they, I think, wanted me to make it look. And so I carried that on. I found different ways to pose them. I looked for the right lighting. And, you know, I made the best out of every wedding I've gotten. And I think that's what helped me, like, stay in it. I found those pockets of those times that I really enjoy. And then when I got home, I liked my photos. That's the big thing. And I'm like, okay, this is fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a long answer, but. Yeah. Yeah, I like long answers. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. I think the first thing is just realizing the confidence of like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And finding the beauty. I think that's true in everything in life. You know, even yeah. my kids not liking to do their chores. If I twist it and say, well, you know that thing you want to get later? Well, if you do your chores, you know, yes. it's like the yes. little, it's like so many things Absolutely. in life, you know? Parenting is like, you have to find the perfect way to talk to these <laughs> kids without like making them feel upset, but then not like bribing them. And it's like, it's like a balance of yes. it all. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing though. I love that. You are just doing oh, it. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. And so all those clients you kept getting, were they still just friends and family? A lot on Instagram. Wow. It wasn't a lot of friends and family, maybe a few here and there, but once we created a system and a website, I can ask them, like, how did you find out about us? And I can say 80 to 90% is Instagram. Oh, I saw you on Instagram. I saw you on Instagram. And we weren't doing marketing or anything. Um, At that point, it was hashtags. And Instagram algorithm and all that changes so much. Mm -hmm. But I can say then, that's where they were finding us. And I can say after like your courses and you looked at my portfolio and like, it's like Instagram is the window that people are looking into to see like what you're going to offer. So once I kind of changed what I was putting out and what I was showing, people were booking me for the things that I like to shoot. Mm -hmm. So they were booking me for like my style and, you know, like I love movement. I love candidates. I love to document fashion so like I was getting fashion brides and you know brides that actually put effort into like certain parts of their day because they know that what they saw on Instagram they wanted to be shot that way Mm -hmm. so I think once I changed my storefront which was Instagram kind of worked on my website it kind of pulled in the right people and so that kind of like helped bring the clients in but through the Instagram way yeah yeah so with that, because I think there's always this piece to, to that when we talk about building a portfolio and then yeah. attracting the client, it's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, you mm-hmm. know? And so what would you say in the beginning of developing your style and developing this clarity for the client when they come to your Instagram, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for. Oh, this is yeah. it. Like, how did you get your portfolio to that place before those clients started coming? I would say after the Utah retreat. Because I never photographed, like, a real model in, like, a fashion gown with scenery, yeah. you know? And, like, to see them freely move, it kind of sparked me in a way to be like, well, 
I like to shoot this, so how can I get someone who's not a model to feel like a model? You know, do I move with them? Like, I see it in my head, so maybe I can just flow with them. Yeah. And then once they get in that position, I take that shot. So that's what I was saying. Like, any wedding I got, I would see this vision of, like, when I want it, and I will look for the light, the composition, and I will work with my clients to make it feel normal or feel, you know, not posy and let them kind of fall into the positions that I like. So I would say it was building my portfolio. I was using every opportunity I had to build it, even if it was just one shot, just for me. Yeah. Um, I would use any opportunity I had to build that look. And I didn't really know about, you know, some of these photographers that are like high end and way up there shooting these mountains and sceneries and like clients who look like models and all of that. And you don't even have to look like a model, but just have that sense of fashion and that appreciation for that side. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know that existed until like I went to Utah and I'm like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. You know, so like to see it for me, all I need to do is see it and know that it's a possibility I'll figure out how to get to point B, but just let me know it's there. And if it take me 200 steps to get to the next point, as long as I know I'm heading in that direction, that's all I need to know. And yeah. so I think that's what helped me to know that what it was I really wanted to shoot. Mm-hmm. And that, that helped give me clarity of what I send out to people or what I put on my Instagram or how I draft my proposals and all that kind of stuff. It's just clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Through experience. Yes. Sometimes you got to have the experience first. Absolutely. Yeah. Girl, yeah. you are a go-getter. <laughs> One thing with all of this that I that see, like red thread here, uh-huh. is as soon as you found out certain things were possible, even from uh, South Korea, you know, uh-huh. you're like, okay, it's possible. I'm going to do that. And yeah. Then you're like, okay, this is possible. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> Great. You just keep going. Yes. It's funny because we took our first headshots. Um, I'm going to have to send it to you. In Korea, after we like looked at this YouTube video and I found a sheet. I found up how to hang it. There was this big like (laughs) curtain wall. They let in a lot of light. It was hanging from like, I don't know how I hung that sheet up. Not cursing, sheet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I hung that up, but I put on a tripod and we got our little timer and we took photos and I photoshopped the mess out of there to get everything out, (laughs) every wrinkle out the sheet. But Looking back, like, I can still see, like, my little belly from when I was pregnant. And I was like, this is a cool picture just to have. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we was, like, we was going to figure it out one way or another. Yeah. Um, And I think that's what me and Jamal compliment each other because he doesn't knock down, like, the things that I want to do. He kind of be like, okay, well, let's see how we can can work it out. Yeah. You know, so. so important. Yeah. That's awesome. How did your family initially respond to your career and going that path? So when we moved back, I did find another job in architecture. So I was just doing both. Mm -hmm. So I didn't tell them until like when I quit. I didn't tell them until like maybe six months afterwards. Oh. I mean, I felt like they don't need to know as long (laughs) as long as like we're not out in the street. Yeah. You know, if I really need them, I'll reach out. But I wanted to establish some kind of business or something to show 
Yeah. Before, like my dad, he's real traditional. You know, he retired from Exxon. My mom retired from working from the state. And, you know, they grew up in an era where they want to know where their money's coming from. You know, you pay your bills. You know, it was a time where they didn't have an opportunity to get the jobs that they get and the Mm -hmm. benefits that they got. So, of course, they wanted the best for us. So this route wasn't a normal route, you know, like owning your own business and making your own money and being your own boss. So my mom kind of was, okay, she's supported, but it was more like a, well, all right, if that's what you want to do, you know? So I kind of, I heard that, but in my dad, it was more of a concern, like, okay, well, how much money does that make you? You know, just to make sure that, you know, I'm his baby girl. Make yeah. sure that I'm okay and, you know, making the right decisions. But now he's like, oh, I see you work on Instagram, on Facebook, and I see you doing this and doing that. Like, he's real proud. So he tells his friends about it and some pictures that I do. So it's it's good. They were never like, you shouldn't do it or like down me about it. But I felt like I needed to get in a position before I presented it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Just so they could not stress or worry too much. So The best part is knowing, like, for people who are in a position where they're, like, not receiving the praise yeah. and, or the uh, support. Maybe. The support. Yeah. And, you know, they're in that place of just kind of maybe maybe even don't have someone like Jamal, you know, who's yeah. there saying, okay, we can do this. Let's see how we're going to make it happen. Yes. It can be really scary. But I know for you now, like, knowing that your dad is – showing his friends and that sense of like, he's proud of you. Like, you know, to be at this place now, it makes the jumping off the deep end, so to speak, worth it, you know, for many fronts, but. Yeah, just to know, because I'm like, you know, you want your parents to be proud of you. Yeah. You know, you don't want to quote unquote disappoint. So it was good to know that he supported us. He still cares to know like, okay, y'all still good and you know, this and that, but. It's not so much of a worry. It's more of like a proud dad and him and Jamal have a good relationship. So it's, you know, he trusts that we're going to make good decisions just because he's seen good decisions being made throughout, you know, our relationship. So he wasn't too worried. I would say you still have a feeling like even though you have support, for me, it was more of like, do I trust myself to like make this happen? I don't want to you know, let my dreams down or I don't want to go back, you know, have that safety net. So it's still like some stress and worry. Like, you know, like you have your dad's support. If I want to go back and get a job, I can. But it's like, okay, now it's on me to like make sure the bills are paid and, you know, everything is running and flowing because Jamal still works. He doesn't work in oil and gas. He works in production now. So he works in video and he took a pay cut, of course. He went from oil and gas to civil engineering and then left that to work on a production team at the church. So, yes, there were three pay cuts, (laughs) oil and gas to civil to now working at the church. But we've still been thriving. We've still been making it. So that was like the scary part. It's still a matter of like, building your confidence and trying to scale your business to do bigger and do better and, you know, get yourself out there. Yeah. (laughs) Journey. Yes, it is a journey. So 2020, at that time, whenever you decided to go full time, where were you at in terms of price points for weddings? 
I think Jamal was maybe 2,500 for video. I was close to like 32. Okay. 32 or 34 for photography. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So maybe five or six for photo and video. That's awesome. Yeah. That feels really good when you're, you know, oh, yeah. doing like a full-time date, especially as a couple, because it is a little different, especially yeah. if you have them on the same weekend and, you know, it's oh, yeah. one we weekend. Oh, yeah, we only booked what we were like together. Or if they only wanted video, I still go to the wedding and like assist them in some kind of way. Yeah. Or if they only wanted photography, he already knew how to use a camera, so he'll take care of the groom. And he's like my second shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like an added surprise for the client. Because we didn't charge for second shooters then, and we didn't hire second shooters. We just were strategic on how we book our clients and timeline and all that. So that was our price point. And it it carried us. We had like 21 weddings, I think, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Some were carryover. No, 2021 was carryover from COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we booked a lot. So that kind of helped us stay afloat. So that worked in that sense. How was it with the pandemic? Like you had just gone full time. <laughs> I know, right? Pandemic's here. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh man, great time. <laughs> yes. Well, see, I actually decided to go full time in the middle of the pandemic. Like when it was like the shutdown and you can't go into the office. Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, the whole time I'm thinking about creative ways to like still create content. And I wasn't really thinking about my job. It was like, kind of like, okay, I got to get on this conference call. Let me, you know, draw these little details real quick for this building. You know, like I was still doing my job, but it wasn't on my mind. And I got the biggest like push and like feel, I don't know what it was, but everything inside of me was saying it's time. Like it was not the ideal time, but like it was a strong pull Yeah. to say, okay, now's the time, like do it. And it was it was a scary thing to write up that email. And like I even told Jamal and he was like, You sure? <laughs> he like, You sure? And I was like, I think so. He was like, Whatever you decide, we'll figure it out. <laughs> he was a little hesitant, but he, you know, he was there. And I did it and it felt like a release. And it it worked out. I just I could not go back into the office. I was like, I can't do it. I made a way to where everything kind of was taken care of. Even though at that time we didn't know how, but it was taken care of and um, I quit. I think that was May or June, somewhere around there. And um, never here. Yes. So, yeah, the things we're learning now is different. Like the things that happened in 2020 and 2021 have taught us some new things in business that we need to know, like in year three and four mm-hmm. that we weren't even thinking about when we first started. So like you say, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of those things that you're learning now that like at the time weren't, you know, yeah. looking at or thinking about? Um, the business side, mm-hmm. you know? So yes, we had like 21 weddings, but we wasn't managing that money that was coming in, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, we yeah. was always thinking about the next thing that was going to do with it. And so like, I think when we started in 2020, we made... I think at the end of the year, maybe forty thousand, mm-hmm. so almost my salary. And then twenty twenty one, we're close to like eighty or ninety, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel like it. It felt like we made whatever we made in the beginning because we wasn't thinking about okay, how do we manage this? What are we doing as the money come in? Yeah, you know. So now we're like tracking what comes in, what goes out, and we're being good stewards. 
of, of what's coming in. But like, yeah, the business side, uh, marketing side, it was just Instagram. But now, like, how do you reach past that? I'm really into like fashion now. Like yeah. wedding, ready to wear, even like just regular fashion pieces, studio photography, like how to light it in a way that's still my style. And one thing I've learned over the years, like I said, was my style. And no matter what I shoot, I still feel like it looks like my work. Mm -hmm. So like shooting fashion and getting on that commercial side, Jamal realized he loves to tell people stories, wedding or not. He likes to orchestrate their story through video. So like we're learning how can we get you to do that and feel fulfilled whether it's inside or outside of weddings. So getting him in a position where he's like doing what he really wants to do on that filmmaking side. So those are the things we're like navigating now. But I would say business and marketing and like taking it to like the next level and visibility. You know, people still like, oh, I didn't even know you did photography, you know, like, oh, we never heard of y'all, which is fine. But that tells me that, you know, there's still more we could do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you guys are doing to bring more visibility? And where do you see yourself going with weddings for the future? And mm -hmm. what direction are you taking in terms of bringing more visibility? Yeah. So I feel like I'm always tweaking my website. That's one thing. And I never tapped into Pinterest like I should, I feel like. I feel like that's a big space to like attract certain clients and just to get your name out there. I I need to blog more and really, I think, put myself out there a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Cause every time we meet people, I'm like, Oh, we just love y'all. And you know, we just like being ourselves. But I think that Jamal and I like personalities is what people love about us. 100%. Yeah. So yeah. like, trying to pull that out in a way where people can see it. That's one way we're trying to be more visible. I don't know how that's going to happen, but it needs to happen. I think being more confident to reach out to more like people in the profession, like feeling like, okay, I'm worthy to, you know, talk to these people or like I can talk to their people, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so like reaching out more and creating more relationships, I think. And for the fashion side, I love bridles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being that person, when you think of bridles, you think about Christina. You think about me, you know? So shooting more bridles, more editorials, working with more creatives on uh, projects, and reaching out to those designers who need lookbooks for their clothing lines that's coming out, you know? Or reaching out to magazines who have these clients that's looking for them to like, okay, I have the budget, but you have to build this vision to put in your magazine. And so that's why I come in. Like if their client meets my style, you know, how can we work together? And then taking all of that and putting it into weddings. And the way I feel like merging the two mm -hmm. is I'll be in a position to take on those weddings that really fill me up. And, you know, it's like those weddings that I really want to engage in and take. And I don't have to take every wedding. I can be kind of selective, but I can still take some of that fashion and incorporate it with my clients and how I work with them. 
So I feel like every bride and groom, every couple, they want to feel like they deserve to be on the cover of a magazine. And I feel like that's how I take every shot. Like, it's, it's editorial. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, working with different people, I think, will help me do that. So I've been reaching out to some people, and surprisingly, they're like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. You know, I'm working on an editorial now that's coming up, which should be fun. So we'll see how that works. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. What an adventure. Yes. <laughs> Getting into, I think they two definitely are one for mm-hmm. sure. You know, every bride is always looking for, you know, fashion looks yes. and whether it's engagement session, rehearsal dinner, honeymoon, yeah. the wedding day itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that more and more the world and the way that it's going, knowing that you can honor the selections they make and yeah. make them feel like they are you know, the queen for the day, (laughs) that is, that's really what it's all about because every bride deserves that for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so those brides, they will find you, you know, as you continue to build and expand just Mm -hmm. like you did before. Yeah. So with your clients now, Mm -hmm. do you find that they are coming to you with ideas or how do you guys, is it a collaborative thing together as you plan for the wedding day and kind of taking your portfolio and the service you bring to the clients also mm-hmm. to the next level. Yeah. So now, like, when people are booking or inquiring, they're telling me, like, specific photos that I've taken that they love. Oh, good. You know, so they'll point out photos on Instagram, like, oh, that black and white blurry shot. I love that. And then they start to describe more about, like, the things that they love about it and, like, the type of photos that they want. Some people are real, like, I don't want to be posed too much, you know, and then I can go and explain to them, you know, how I work with them. You know, we create these little moments. I'm going to put you in the best light, in the best composition, and I'm just going to tell you to put your shoes on, you know, so you have to put your shoes on anyway, but we're going to make it look beautiful and elegant so it doesn't feel like pressure on them. We've even had some clients who kind of pointed out like the fashion side. They're like, oh, I see it. I see it. I love it. Um, and we booked a wedding in Mexico, our first oh, one. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. And the bride is like about the fashion. It's a real small, intimate, I think 30 people or less. And it's all about like the memories, like using words that describe my work that they've seen, you know, intimate or capturing like a moment, you know, candid's. Not too posy. They like the editing and everything. So they were open to my suggestions. So they didn't have the place booked. They had one place, I think it was in Atlanta, they were going to book it. And they kept looking and they heard about this venue in Mexico. And they was like, hey, we're thinking about doing it here. What do you think? And I was like, yeah, perfect. Yes. I think it was a gallery I worked on with you before, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm familiar with this space. It's beautiful. So they were open to my suggestion before they, like, even changed the menu. And so we're getting more of that, more people who want my input that's awesome. in the wedding. So that helps. And I think that's a difference from clients before to now. Yeah. Yeah. That is when you know that you are starting to get alignment. 
And it, and it, you know, it always progresses. It's yeah. never, it's a journey. Yeah. There's never a destination in a career where you're like, okay, I'm done now. Absolutely. You know, it's I, always, yeah. it's, it's like, always something. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it's like, you know, how am I going to take this to the next level? And like, you didn't know in the beginning that yeah. you were going to fall in love with fashion mm-hmm. necessarily. Jeez. And everything that you've gone through is. Yeah, you know, opened your eyes and brought, as you said, perfectly clarity. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I'm enjoying that. Even if people don't book with us, I'm so appreciative because they would say, you know, I love your work. I like how you do this or do that, and it's not so much of the praise, but for somebody, it's like you're creating art. You know, like what you don't want is somebody to come and then ask you to take pictures like another photographer. Yeah, you know, so like. It makes it where it's easier for me to create and like enjoy what I'm doing if a client comes to me for my work and the way that I shoot. It's yeah. like, I'll work with you. Like, let's figure it out because I can do things in enjoyment and joy. It fulfills me. It feels yeah. good because I'm actually working in my element, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we can work it. Let's figure it out, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. There's that trust. Are. Yes. That's where the fulfillment comes, mm-hmm. I feel, because sometimes like when you feel like you're creating and trying to measure up to some, you know, vision they yeah. have that, you know, not it's your completely own. completely opposite of like yeah. <laughs> how I shoot, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So right now, where you are today, what are your current prices for weddings? So right now for photography, 5700 That's awesome. Yes. And then if they want video, it's like 32 I think I'm charging what Jamal would charge. And that's for like our lowest package. So combined, they can book that, you know, for us. And Jamal's kind of like, you know, if you need me, if there's a client who really loves the work, Mm -hmm. who really wants to book us together, count me in. You know, if not, just offer them a second shooter and I'll come shoot it with you. He's in a transitional period as well. So as far as a business, it's like, are we photo and video? If you ask us, you know, if it's a job that he feel like he can feel good with and it's on budget and he can get everything he needs to make it an easy day for him, then yes. But if not, then it's just photo. Yeah. So we like we like in that in-between yeah. phase. But I, as a wife, I know what he really wants yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure it just brings you joy to see him happy and yeah. know that he's following that path. Yes. I told him all the time, I was like, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be photo and video. Like, we did this so we can enjoy our life, you know, and yeah. do things for our kids. But if it feels like another, like, job or burden, then yeah. it's not where we need to be. So he understands that. So I'll tell you something. He's getting into film. Film photography? Photography. Film oh, everything. Oh. And I'm like... Really? That's awesome. Yes, he's using my like 35 millimeter camera a lot and carrying it with him everywhere. And he wants a Mamiya, but like, it's like all main. Yeah. The oldest one. Because he likes to figure things out. Yeah. So like, <laughs> even like video film cameras. I'm like, where did this come from? He's like, I don't know. But I'm into it. And I'm like, okay. That's so cool. Yeah. The rawness fun. of it all. Yes. He's figuring it out. Always will be. Yeah. That's so amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Was it hard for you guys to come to that place of kind of letting go? Was that a hard decision to come to or did it kind of come naturally? Yeah. Kind of having that confidence to say, you know, mm-hmm. if it's not the right client or if it isn't 
for this price or kind of putting that foot down like my heart isn't in it unless you know that alignment is there Mm -hmm. how did that transition go for you guys so I think at first it was kind of like something we were both feeling because he's still working yeah so like his time was cut very thin his weekends were either weddings or working on Sundays at church and then he has Monday off sometimes you know, because then that's my day off and I'm like, I'm feeling it with editorials or something, you know, so it was, he never had like a break. I can say the most time he spends is the editing process. And so I could tell he was like, "Mm," just trying to get through him, you know? And I'm like, you don't have to like do that. And he was like, I know, but you know, I don't figure it out, you know, kind of thing. But he really started to figure out what it is he really wanted. Yeah. And once he did that, I guess you can tell from my story, we kind of like, let's do it. You know, so after I left my position that same year, he was like, well, you know, he I've kind of been feeling. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really now? You have? <laughs> okay. And so I was like, look, let's do it. He got offered the position at the church, so he had to make a decision. And it was like half of what he was getting in. And then I'm like trying to make you know, trying to book to fill in the gap that I just lost on my side. And I was like, we made it work before. If this is what you want to do, it makes you happy. Let's do it. You know, he was there when I made the decision. So I really didn't want to make it like a stressful thing. Although I was stressed out, I wanted him to feel supported. Yeah. So it wasn't easy. But I think at the time went on, it got easier Yeah. to be like, this is who we are. Like, there's no looking back mm-hmm. now because he loves what he does, you know, working in video. Whether it's, for me, I didn't want to work for anybody. <laughs> I didn't want to work at a company. For him, he didn't mind working for people. He just wanted to be doing what he loved. Yeah. And so he was able to do that. So it happened. It, it worked out. And I would say it was stressful. But at the end, we just tried to remember that it will get better. Yeah. Always. It'll get better. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's so incredible. Yeah. I think his journey is, you know, it's like you guys are mirrors of each other in a sense. Uh-huh. Different journeys also because, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are essentially you know, in different positions, but yet so very similar yeah. and supporting each other all the while. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. What do you feel are some things you had to overcome? I would say confidence. That was like my biggest thing. Like I said, like growing up, being a business owner was not something we talked about or, you know, it was like kind of go to college, figure out what you want to do, go work that job, retire. You know, so like I was on that path and there's nothing wrong with that path. I just once I realized that that's not the only path, I'm kind of like, okay, now let's figure out how I can do this. You know, so I would say that was like the biggest thing. Confidence was something I needed to learn and like technical things and the website and money, finances. I never had to pay a bill. It's a lot, you know, <laughs> ran my own business and like I'm paying attention to this stuff. Like I lived with my dad until I got married. Then I lived with Jamal 
And, you know, he was making more of the money. He made sure all the bills was, like, paid. It was both of our incomes, but he opened up the mail. He kept track of everything. So with the business, I'm like, now I have to be the person to make sure that things are getting paid for. You know, I had to come up with a system and things like that. Like, he supported me, but he's already working. I'm like, I can't make him do this, too. So I felt like, okay, I'm at home. It's up to me. So that's what I've learned. And I also learned that I can't do it by myself. So eventually, hopefully, you know, we can find some help in those things that I need help with, like blogging and Pinterest and just things that I don't want to consume, you know, my time. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing was confidence. Confidence. Yes. Yes. It sounds to me like your whole journey was a lot of like that inner development. Yes. Of self. Do you feel like that carries over into your sales process and that discovery call that you do? Yeah, I think so. Because I'm able to like speak in a way that I'm confident about, you know, my expertise in this. And I can give good, I think, sound advice about things of like what photographs better, a satin dress or I don't know, a velvet dress. Yeah, You know, like little things. And I feel like I can help my clients a little bit better. Because now that I've retained so much information and I've been through the things that I've been through and took courses and YouTube trial and error, I failed, (laughs) you know, I think those things help make it easier for me to give advice and feel confident. Like taking time to myself helps. I gotta, I gotta get my workouts in now only because that's like the time that I can turn my brain off. And I have to focus on work. I have to focus on this heavy weight because I'm going to hurt myself. You know, like I got to change my mind and focus on that. I read at night. That's like my time after I send the kiddos off to bed, I read. But it helps me to like slow down. And sometimes I have to like be my own cheerleader and get myself back into like, you good. You're fine. Everything's going to be okay. But I didn't do that before. And I'll let all that stress like build up. But now I can like get myself out of that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you had any of those practices whenever you first started your career? No, I didn't. (laughs) No, not at all. And it's like with this business, which is probably the whole purpose of it. (laughs) (laughs) I had to like make it happen. And I kid you not, like we're not lacking in the things that we need. We may have a lot of wants. But the things we need are taken care of. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. So I can say that starting out, no, I'm kind of like, I'm booking whatever come my way. You know, I'm stressing myself out, but I'm booking. Yeah. You know, I'm stressing myself out, but I'm taking less than what, you know, I feel like I should be. But now it's like, I can have faith to say, no, this is my price. If it doesn't work out for them, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I refer other photographers and videographers. I help them as much as I can because I know that that just wasn't for me. Yeah. You know, so I think that that's like my progression and and where I am now Yeah. when it comes to that. So it's like as your business grew, the whole, it's like a holistic perspective. It's, yes. it's the whole person has to grow with the business to be able to maintain. It's not just the creativity, but it's also that element of 
business and why. Yeah. And yes, bills too sometimes, yeah. you know, and making sure it all aligns together. Mm-hmm. What are some practices you feel like you found throughout this journey in terms of managing finances and making sure everything's, you know, rolling smoothly? I would say I put 33% of whatever I make in tax savings and then 33 into the business and then I pay myself. I've been trying to implement that recently. And I think if I keep doing that, you know, we'll be in a good position, you know, and just building wealth in the right way. I'm just setting myself up for success. Yeah. HoneyBook, I've always used HoneyBook, but I didn't use it to its full capability. So now, like, my sign-in sheets or inquiries on my website builds a client portal or whatever with all their information in one place. So I can go back and see those numbers. And I try to book everything through that one source so that I can go through and I can get those numbers for taxes and like, you know, all that, all that stuff because they keep it for you. So that's one thing. And I would say like reading books and like listening to people who are like more inspirational and, you know, religious. I don't know how to call it, what to call it. Yeah. (laughs) He's helpful. So, yeah, like reading and really like taking time to like stop. (laughs) That's one thing I used to like fill up all my time. Like if I have time, I will find something to fill it with just because it keeps me busy. It keeps my mind going. But um, taking time to like set your boundaries, like, no, I'm off today or I will answer that email later because I'm the type like once I start, I want to resolve it. So if there's something that is on my mind, I'm like, okay, I need to write up this email. I've gotten up at like 1230 in the morning and drafted up an email and set it to (laughs) send at 930, you know, just to make sure everything was done because I couldn't get it off my brain. Like I couldn't go to sleep without doing this one thing. So I think like doing things to slow my mind down and to stop. And that's where the gym comes in. It started off for me, yeah, I had my baby, I wanted to lose some weight. But then I realized that it was more of like a period where I don't have to think about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of empty your mind a little bit. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel brings you the most fulfillment in your life? Like looking at the career and life balance, where do you find most of your fulfillment? For example, whenever you first began your career, maybe you found your fulfillment and like, oh, I got a booking. Mm-hmm. Like that probably was mm-hmm. enough. Like that was like cloud nine, you yeah, know, but yeah. now you've done it. That like romantic element of like, oh, you know, and yeah, the fear yeah. and anxiety, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like now you have a lot more wisdom under your belt. You mm-hmm. have the business, you have a direction and a vision for where you're going, but all of it together, like where do you find your fulfillment? Yeah, I would say, so on the business side, I'm fulfilled when I get to take somebody in like, they're in this like fashion look and we can be out on location or in a nice naturally lit room and I can flow. Whenever I can find my flow and just feel creative and like, I don't even have to look in the back of my camera. Like I see the snapshot and everything is kind of flowing how I want it. Things are like coming together, I feel fulfilled. That can be with any kind of session. We just had a family session and it was so sweet. Like the sprinklers turned on on us. Aww. Yeah. And the clients, that's why I love my clients. They were like, it's okay. 
and they were running through the sprinklers. Oh, like I love little, little three year old, you know, mom <laughs> and dad, you know, they embraced it. Like that fills me up because I know that that'll be a, a memory that they will remember and love. So on the business side, I would say that on, let's say, just in general, I feel fulfilled that I can be able to like create this life for like my kids. I get to homeschool my daughter. I get to put them into like a lot of different things. You know, she's trying soccer. I don't know if she like it. Gymnastics, cause she wants to tumble, but I don't want her to hurt herself. You know, so like little things, I'm able to show them that they're different ways. And I think what fulfills me just in life is knowing that there is not one route. There is not one answer. And so I can raise them in a way to know, like, whatever you want to do, there's a way to do it. Let's figure out what that way is. And then mom and dad are going to be here. We're going to help you get there. You know, if it takes you to go to college to do what it is you want to do in life, then you're going to college. If it takes, you know, a couple of courses and some mentorship, then that's what we're going to do. But I just want them to have a mindset that really whatever it is you want to do in life, you can do. And we've all heard that. Like, you can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. But you really can Mm -hmm. if you just think about the ways to get there. There's no one way. So I'm grateful that I have that perspective on life because when I started, I didn't. And so I think it helps me as mom, you know, a wife. It helps me and Jamal navigate parenting and like talking to them. So I think that fulfills me the most. That's beautiful. Yeah. And you know, kids learn the most through example. Yeah. And they're already watching you guys choose your own paths and have that boldness in your life for, you know, following your dream and taking time for yourself and putting what matters most first. Yeah. Like they're watching you do it. So it's one thing I've learned with my own children, you know, to say it, mm-hmm. but you are the example, like yeah. living, breathing example, right? Every day for them. And yeah. that is, that stands more than anything you could say. So yeah. I already know that your kids are <laughs> off to an amazing start and that they will believe in themselves because you believed in yourself. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yes. Truly. <laughs> so Okay, so back to the business element. I want to go back really quick to the financial. We talked about like managing finances. Mm -hmm. And I know that you are looking at percentages and things like that. But one thing I know you're doing too, and I want to touch on is the idea of reinvesting into your business. Like you mentioned the editorials and things like that. Is there a process that you have in terms of managing? This is the budget we have. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, how many you'll do per year. Yeah, You know, how does that work for you guys? So I would say Jamal is more like, let's plan it out. Let's know exactly what we're doing. I kind of go off of intuition. Yeah. And like that feel of needing to, I don't know, get it out of my system, Mm -hmm. like to photograph something beautiful. So once I get that feeling, I have, it's like a a scratch. I got an itch. I wouldn't advise it. You probably should plan to say you're going to do these many editorials and then work towards that. But um, for me, like moving into the fashion side and knowing I need to build editorials and like get that that look, I have to do editorials. So now it's like, it's my goal. Yeah. So as far as budget, I'm like, we can get this much in the next two months. <laughs> like I said, I wouldn't advise this, but I'm like, let's just try to get this much. Let's have a budget for models because 
they set the vision. Let's reach out to some vendors who need content. Like I said, everybody needs content. And let's think about the equipment we need to rent and the location. So, like, we kind of build that budget from there. And then we start reaching out. I start making mood boards. But I've never done, like, a huge editorial, like, with everything, like a wedding editorial. Yeah. With setting and people, a whole, like, a couple. It's usually just, like, bridles. Yeah. More because it could fit my budget for where I am. Like, I, I don't have enough to, like, do the big thing. But then I'm realizing... It doesn't have to be that. I get more enjoyment really when there's less people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like if it's just the model, me and Jamal, a stylist or something, I'm happy with that. So I try to budget to like smaller, you know, and collaborate with people. I think that's the biggest thing. Like we got the cover of Southern Bride, I think in 2021. Mm-hmm. And that editorial was me reaching out to a few people, planner I worked with. And she was like, well, I don't really do editorials, but I like y'all. She was like, I like y'all. <laughs> and she was like, so let's do it. And so she helped me find a makeup artist, hair, makeup, flowers, and even the venue. She had a connection. So we basically just paid for the model. And I even reached out to a stylist in New York, and she was like, let's do it. And she flew in on her own down to come because she like liked my work and, you know, she needed content as well. And we just collaborated and worked and made something really, really nice. And that editorial, I think I was like, I really like this. <laughs> this yeah. is fun. So, yeah, I would budget, if I had to give a budget, model, wardrobe, if you can't find anybody to collaborate. And florals, if you want florals, like pay for it. Yeah. I wouldn't DIY the florals. And you get to, you know, you could DIY them, but if you're trying to like reach out and make those connections, like to this day now, I can ask for like little small, you know, bouquets or something and it'll work with me. But yeah, that's how I would do my editorials. Right now, like I said, we transitioning. So it's more on fashion editorial. So I'm still learning that route and how to build that portfolio but it's like a new thing so it's exciting yes that's I think that's like creativity is motion it's always Mm -hmm. evolving and changing and we have to be so in a sense like surrendered to it yeah because that's whenever we have those new experiences Mm -hmm. it's like the little kid who gets to go do the thing for the first time it's like we deserve that you know for the rest of our lives and when we're open to the voice of God and just being still enough to listen it's like it comes yeah. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let's try yes, that too. Absolutely. You know, you did it then and do it again, mm-hmm. you know? So I love that. Yeah. So how has 2022 looked for you so far this year? How many weddings have you booked for this year? Mm-hmm. And then how are you looking at 2023? Are you looking to do, like you said, more commercial work with designers and different brands and things like that? Yeah. So this year has been a lot slower and I actually, I'm liking it. And the way, like, we set up our systems, like, we're still getting paid every month, every two months, so whatever. But I think we had less than 10, maybe 10 this year. I think we have maybe two or three more, and it's about to be October. So um, we had a long break. The last big wedding we had was in May, and it's, like, the end of September now. And I've enjoyed the break. 
You know, like I know that I'm not the photographer who wants to book. To me, 30 weddings is a lot for me. Like I'm not that photographer. Like I don't think I do photography for the volume. It's like for the love of it. So like even like upping my prices has been a process because I don't want to take on a lot more weddings, but we've been enjoying it. So I would say like seven weddings this year. And we've enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> For next year, we still have availability. I think we have less than 10. But we're trying to look to do, like you say, more commercial work, mm-hmm. advertisement work. So reaching out to magazines, their clients paid them for advertisement. So now that's their client and it's up to them to book the right photographer for their product. And kind of focusing in beauty and fashion, uh, ready to wear bridal work. So we're pushing more to gain those kind of clients. So when the right wedding comes along, we can take it because we want to, not because we have to. And I think being in this wedding industry kind of taught me like, this is what I'm really steering towards. You know, this is what I like to do. I like to work with people. I like to flow and like kind of have a say on the posing and the fashion. And I think that's just how I naturally shoot. And so, like, knowing, like I say, I didn't know that that was an avenue until I considered it. I'm like, well, every magazine has all these photos in it. And every commercial has, like, a video. Yeah. Like, they have to be booking people, and they're not all wedding photographers. So I want the wedding photography side to be more of, like, an enjoyment and, like, an experience. And then we can fill in the rest with the commercial work and the advertisement work. And that will be more volume, but I think I will really enjoy that process. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds so exciting. Yeah. And then I know you also, in this year, have mm-hmm. also been doing editing for me. Mm-hmm. So talk to me <laughs> about that. Um, you know, yeah. I can rave about you, but tell me how that's been for you. Have you had other clients also? Yes. Not a lot because I don't put it out there that much. Yeah. You and two other photographers I've edited for. And I love the process because I get to sit down and and be still. And like, it's not my work, but I love to create. Like, it's something about taking a raw image that you know that isn't to its full potential yet because it has to go through an editing process. Like to see that process and to be the one to take it from that raw version to that edited version to more of like the vision, Mm -hmm. the final product. I love that process because... I've learned to see colors, you know, differently. It could just be like a small hint of magenta or greens, but that little thing makes all the difference. Yeah. So it's been a good process. And I would say I would take it on for like photographers. They like really, like I say, like the way that I edit and also like kind of shoot those beautiful, because it's an experience for me too. Like I get to, I get to relax. Like for me, I get to relax, sit behind my computer screen and just create and make these these photos come to life. Yeah. So that process for me, I enjoy it. So yeah, I've had like two or three and and I love it. And being able to edit your gallery, I mean, <laughs> your galleries are so beautiful. Aww. They are. And um, I wanna hear no, oh, no, they are gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and it also helps me too. Like I see some of the ways that you shoot and it's not like, a, oh, I'm going to do that pose. 
but like composing for different things in the shot. We kind of collaborate on like, you know, let's do this and not that. That kind of helps me think in a different way. Even like taking this wedding in Mexico, being able to edit your gallery gave me even more confidence to say yes. Yeah. To taking that client on because I know the space. Yeah. Through your gallery. So yeah. I love the process and it's, it's fun. Do you see that being a part of your business path for the mm -hmm. future? Yeah, I think so. I think in the next, I guess you can say, one to three years or one to five years is to be able, we want to be able to create a business that kind of runs itself. Yeah. So if it's editing, like I have the opportunity to hire somebody and train them and help other photographers, like take that burden off their plate. Because I know it takes a long time to edit. For me, it doesn't take me that long, especially if the way we shoot, you know, the way we see an image is similar. Yeah. So to be able to like have a functioning running business, like uh, Jamal, even the firm he left, they still hire us to do their headshots. And hopefully we can work with them to create a company to like pitch out engineering ideas for government jobs. You know, they need visuals. So to create that company where you come to us because we have the background, but we create the vision. We show the community why this development is here to help you and not hurt you. Yeah. You know, we're still telling a story and we're still able to use our abilities. So hopefully that's like a business that we can get running on its own. And like I say, at the end of the day, we want to be able to be free. Be free to choose what we want it to do and jobs we take and, you know, let the kids be the kids, you know. So, yeah, we got a lot of things in our head that we're trying to work on, but it's a process. But, yeah, we got a lot of things. <laughs> That's exciting when you have a lot of ideas. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. It's the organization and the action of getting yes. it together and actually making it happen that is yeah. the... The challenge, but also sometimes it can feel like it's not happening, but mm -hmm. it's literally every moment, every day yeah. that passes. It's like putting a puzzle together. Yeah. And before you know it, you look back and you're like, just like you are now. Mm -hmm. You're like, I did that. So <laughs> let's do the next thing. It's crazy because I can remember how like my idea and this whole thing started. I was like, I need help on the business side. And so I reached out to like a a business will give free counseling. And they was like, okay, do you have a business plan? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was, they gave me, you know, a template. And I was like, let's fill out your business plan. It forced me to think about financially, where do I want to be? Where do you see your business? It made me like really think about those next steps. And so I would advise any business, even photography, to have some kind of plan or vision written out somewhere as far as a business plan goes, because it kind of helps you really think that out yeah. and not just keep it in your head. You have somewhere you can go, you can change it, you can work on it, it can develop, but you really need to think about it. Yeah. You need to think about where you're trying to go so you know what steps you need to take to yeah. get there, you know? So, yeah. It's all about working backwards. All right, yes. so if this is going to oh happen, we're going to work backwards, and what's the, so what's the first thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Absolutely. And so from there, it made me realize... Okay, I think I want to do commercial stuff, you know, and then the whole idea with the government work and like all that kind of stuff. Like, there's so many avenues of photo and video that weddings for us could have just been the start 
to get us where we are going. It's not that we want you weddings, but we won't be in the box of just wedding. Yeah. You know, we can we can do other things. And it's not so much of like trying to get all the work. It's just trying to get to that place of freedom mm-hmm. and using the gifts that we have to get there. Yeah. You know, so use it. Yeah. yeah. So talk to me about figuring out the pricing for the fashion, because I know... Like you said, figuring out the pricing for weddings is a whole thing in itself and moving up and all of that. Where are you at with fashion and how are you figuring out that pricing point? Yeah. So with that, I'm taking a course, so many online courses, but you referred me to a photographer, Laura Jade. She's like a New York fashion photographer. And her course is like really good because it really breaks down how to break down the pricing. So I think it's what anything is what you should do with weddings too. But you think about your business budget yearly. How much does it cost you to run your business? How much does it cost you to live? And all those bills added up. And then let's say you want to do 30 projects. You divide that and then you say, that's my base point per month or whatever I need to make. So this is my base. One thing with fashion, you're going to have to hire a retoucher or you don't have to. I like to retouch my photos, but that's something. Not everyone's Christina Stott. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. There's still something that I'm I'm not ready to give over yet. But, you know, an assistant is good to have. The equipment is different. You know, working with strobes and having a makeup artist and hairstylist is more of a collaborative thing. So, yeah, it's my style. They're hiring me because I can do the job, but I'm still at the will of the client because it's their product. If I'm photographing a piece or an outfit that's bold and strong, you know, I need to pick the right model for that to give that look. I need to give them the right poses. So, no, I'm not going to ask them to spin around and and do all of that because the outfit doesn't call for that. You know, they have a brand. So I have to work to photograph their brand's voice correctly. So that's the difference. But, yeah, it's basically... Budgeting for all those things. You're going to rent equipment. You're going to pay for a model. But all of that, you build to the client. Yeah, It's a whole different system. And you itemize everything. So there are things you can offer like lookbooks and website banners and all those types of things, you know. So it's it's a new world. But pricing, I think, like I said, you'll do a lot more work. Yeah. But it's only for like a day but you're in one spot, you know, one model, they get to change it. It's a fun day to me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I hope I answered your question. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It is a whole different world. I know Devin did some video, uh, commercial video work and Mm -hmm. offering the price and, you know, they do day rates instead of, you know, it's it's a totally different world. So I was just curious on that element of You know, well, for weddings, I remember, you know, myself in that scenario, I had offered them a quote also. And it was my first time. And I remember basing it off of what I charge for weddings, you know. So I'm sure through all of this that you're learning that it is a different world. It's a different world. Pricing is different. Like you say, like, I can't say, okay, it's going to be 6,000. Yeah. You know, like, that's not realistic to them. This is my base rate for my day. And then this is how much it costs for an assistant for rental equipment, studio equipment, model. You know, this is what's included. 
Yeah. And then you give them that, you know, this is the budget, but all of this is included. Because they're, correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't, you know, done all of that. I'm still learning. So from what I understood, they are also, you present it as though this is the equipment I have. And since I am using this equipment, Mm -hmm. here's the fee for the use of this equipment. Yes. And you bring it to the table. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very different. You don't go to your clients and say, okay, I have this camera. So since I have this (laughs) camera, you're going to have to pay me this much. Yes. (laughs) So it is totally, it's it's different. It's different. And even like Instagram, like, although I love my wedding photos, it doesn't appeal to like the commercial client that I'm looking for, like, especially in beauty. You know, they want clean shots of makeup and like clean skin. And, you know, it's a whole different thing. So it's like a whole new portfolio I have to build. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to start building those portfolios and collaborating with other creatives but it's way different. Like, it's like starting over. It is. Do you yeah. think you'll start a different website and Instagram? Or do you think you'll keep, yeah. how do you think that's going to go? So I'm going to have my own website for the fashion side. Yeah. Just so when somebody comes, they know what they're getting. But I will mix some of that fashion work into my wedding side. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. 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 In my Instagram, I will have my own Instagram. So yeah. I still have my personal Instagram. I'm still thinking about maybe... Moving that over. Just changing it into that. Once I get enough work, maybe, I don't know, 10 to 20 images to just start with that before yeah. I, like, you know, launch it or something. Yeah, because, like, in essence, like we were talking about with your weddings, mm-hmm. you know, you had to go through, okay, I'm going to shoot every wedding like it's my favorite wedding ever. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go above and beyond. Yes. And through looking for that possibility, and even though it may not have been 100%, you went 100%, mm-hmm. and that brought imagery that then brought clients that said, hey, I see your images. Yes. I see what you're doing. I trust you. Yeah. You're in that phase now of, okay, I'm going to have to do this now so that I can present what I can do. Yeah. And I believe it's going to be just the same as with your wedding clients. You're yeah. going to start having commercial companies and brands and designers coming to you and say, Christina, I love what you've done. I've been looking for this. Yeah. You know, and they'll come to you for that. Right now you're still in that. Still building it. And even like getting to work is different. You have to pitch. Yeah. And they use different terminology and different language. You know, you have to come with a a mood board and pitch an idea to a magazine. But if you don't have what they call tear sheets, which is evidence that you can finish a project by showing, you know, maybe a magazine like tear out or like how I got the cover or just showing that you can create from start to finish a product it's hard to get in there so a lot of it may be like submitting work to magazines just to get those tear sheets to build up trust when I start to pitch ideas like look I got this I got this you can see more work here you know so I know what needs to be done so like right now we're just taking it step by step like you said, like, we're like go-getters. It's like, once I know what I need to do and I'm going through this course, it's like, okay, next step. Yeah. And it can be scary, especially right yeah. now, like with Instagram, with how the algorithm oh is and it's hard to get seen and all of those things. Yeah. It's like, you just have to say, so what? I'm yeah, doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. And it's yeah. through that confidence you had from, that you developed, like you said, from the weddings. Mm-hmm. Like that confidence is what is giving you the boldness to say, well, I can do this too. Yeah. Yeah. And the feedback. Like I get a lot of feedback that once I mentioned this to some people, they're like, I can see it. I can totally see that. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like confirmation. It helps, but they can see it in the work. And I didn't even realize it in the work, you know? 
until like this year. But actually when I started and I was looking at photographers, like I said, I didn't know about wedding photographers and all that, like this world until I met you. That was after Korea. Before then, I was looking at fashion photographer like Lindsay Adler and looking at her work. And so I was studying fashion and Photoshopping because I already knew how to use Photoshop from like architecture and presentations. So like that kind of helped me with developing editing and looking at that fashion world and Sue Bryce and she photographs yeah. women a lot. So these are like the photographers, more portrait I was looking at. So I already had that foundation, but I didn't realize way back then that it was going to come back years later. And it's really helpful, you yeah. know. All yeah. in the right timing. Yeah. That's the thing. We just have to let go and trust a little bit because it all comes together. It, <laughs> it really all makes does. sense yeah. after the fact. Like yeah. once you look back and be like, okay, I can't change that or this wouldn't have happened. And then that wouldn't have happened. And yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful to yeah. see it all come together. Yeah. That's the journey of life. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I think the biggest thing for me, I always go back to, it's only through gratitude that yeah. we can like actually enjoy the richness yeah. of life in yeah. the moment. Yes. Like right now, I know you're so eager to get that. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, come on, <laughs> where you're at. Like, let's do this, yes. you know? Yes. And it's like in this moment, there's so much to be grateful for, as yeah. I know you are. Yeah. So what would be some advice you would give a photographer who is lacking in clarity right now? I would say think about those times where you felt really excited yeah. with what you were shooting. What were you shooting? What was the atmosphere? What did the people look like? What did you do that day to make you feel that way? And like focus on that. One thing I've learned is that when I follow like my passion and like just being happy in what I'm doing, it usually leads me in the right direction. Once I found that joy, it's like I stayed on it. Yeah. It's like even with weddings, I find joy in the prep time and spending time with the bride and her gown or when they book me for engagements. So I realized that that's what I love, but what is it about it? It wasn't until I kept pursuing that that I realized it was the fashion. It was the way I get to work with my clients. So I would advise them to like find those pockets of joy and follow that. You know, even if it's not weddings, but it's something about the wedding day that you love, do the wedding, but be grateful that you are going to have that moment. Like the joy is coming, you know, like, don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have parts of the wedding that you don't really enjoy shooting. Like every photographer, you're going to have times when you get underpaid or you're dealing with like a client. But I've learned that those obstacles are more like ladders. They're like getting you up higher to your goal. Take the obstacle and the challenge as like progress. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to do. And when you're feeling down or discouraged, like, Remember that there's a lesson to be learned and that, you know, make it a priority to never feel that way again about this thing. You know, what do I have to do to fix that? So I would just say, like, don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I'm still going. It's still things I want to do in my business, but just don't stop. Yeah. Yes. I agree 100 percent. Yeah. So if someone wants to find you and join you on your journey and cheer you along and see you into this new endeavor that yes. you are embarking on, how can they find you? Maybe your Instagram and your website? Yes. yes. So my Instagram is at Stieb Weddings, S-T-E-I-B Weddings with an S. 
Website is the same, www.stiveweddings.com. And every email, every message is me you're talking to. So I will see it, and I'm pretty good with getting back to people and talking and seeing what the project is. So Yeah. yeah. So if any of you guys need an editor, I highly <laughs> recommend Christina. And if you're looking for an amazing photographer that's going to take your new collection to the next level, Christina is <laughs> eager and thrilled and full of passion yes. and new inspiration. <laughs> and I know for me, like whenever I first documented any kind of editorial, mm -hmm. it's that newness of it, you yeah. know, the, that you just have so much eager excitement yeah. and thrill. You get nerves, but it's a good nerves. Yeah. And like after that first shot where you like, it's like, come on, let's go. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. You have shared so much wisdom and such beautiful insight on your journey. Mm -hmm. And I know it's only just begun. Oh, thank you. And I can't <laughs> wait to see where the next year's next decade brings yeah. you. Well, thank you for having me. Wow, what an amazing story Christina shared. And I think the biggest thing that you can take from our discussion is that it is the journey. The journey is the lesson. Life is always teaching us new things as we go. And while we may not have the confidence in the beginning, it's through the experience that we gain the understanding that, hey, I can do this. Anything I set my mind to, it's coming my way. And all I have to do is believe and take the action. Everything else will come. And it's that faith in yourself, it's faith in God that everything is working for your good. And it's up to you to take that first action. I hope that today you've gained a lot of inspiration on your journey and that you've gained clarity on the things that you are passionate about. Because as Christina said, it's listening to that still small voice. It's what do you love and really honing in on that. There's a lot of noise in this world, but really and truly it's that voice that is guiding you and always has been and always will be, that's gonna lead you to the most fulfillment. No matter where you are, whether you are single in college, whether you're a mother just beginning that journey of motherhood and balancing business, or whether you are well into your career and maybe you're just feeling burnt out, you're tired of doing the same thing and the joy is just not there. Whatever stage of your life and in your journey that you are, you are always right where you need to be because where you are today, is what's gonna get you to where you wanna to go tomorrow. Here we are again at the conclusion of another episode. I'm sending you a virtual hug and I want you to know I am so proud of you for staying committed to your dreams. It's all possible and it begins with you. If you'd like to discover more support, visit marissamorrison.net where I have created opportunities for you to connect, expand and to evolve into your greatest potential. Until next time, friend, I'm thinking of you and sending you all my love.